0: Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Uh, We're starting a new kind of mini-series this week and next week, um, a series called I Quit. Anybody ever quit anything before? Yeah, if you've ever quit a job, right? Take this job and chill, man, I ain't working here anymore, Right? Maybe you've said those words or you've plotted in your head how you're going to quit a job. Or maybe it wasn't that serious. Maybe you simply just had another job lined up that, uh, that maybe you quit before. Anybody ever quit like a game? Like you're in the middle of family game night and, and you know sometimes it gets intense, right? And the Monopoly board, oh, you're going to buy Boardwalk, huh? You're going to put a hotel on there? Guess what? That just happened and the board goes and the pieces are going everywhere. Money's raining down in, in the area the dominoes are going all over the floor uno cards are you know there's rumors that the win family game nights are pretty intense i'm just saying yeah you I don't don't act like you don't hear me roger i know ryan gets it honest but i hear i hear those game nights are pretty intense we won't go into detail you can ask them yourself yeah or maybe you tried to quit, maybe it's something that maybe was new and you wanted to start something new and it's like, hey, this, this, this isn't working out. I can remember when I first learned to play guitar, um, you know, and Mark, you understand this, and, and Joe, uh, you know, when you first learn to play guitar, it's difficult, like your, your fingers are getting used to doing these weird positions, right? And I have small hands, so, um, you know, the fact that I get to play, can even play guitar is, is pretty uh, impressive as it is. Uh, but, but yeah, then, then you get these calluses on your fingers uh, from pressing down on the, on the strings super hard. And, 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 that can, and, then, and then after a while, it's like, man, I don't even know if I can. I, and then there's bar chords where you have to do your finger really funky and you've got to build up that, the muscles in your hands. That can, that can be difficult. Um, I, I'm going to be honest, Ryan and, and Joe, I quit piano lessons one time. I had I had a plan, so so I first learned to play drums. Ted uh, taught me how to play drums back in the day, and I said, "Man, I want to learn guitar." So I learned guitar, and I said, "Man, this is my plan. I want to learn bass, and then I want to learn how to play piano, so I could just, if anything ever happens, I can play whatever." And and uh, and so I learned all those other things, but piano is just—you ever try to pat your head and and rub your stomach at the same time? That's 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 kind of what piano is. You're doing, uh, you know, you're playing one thing with this hand, one thing, and I just, man, I just could not. Again, I can play some chords, but to actually play and flow, Joe, I mean, you you got that thing going on. But, man, I just, I, I, quit, I quit lessons. I'm going to be honest. I quit lessons. I, it was just too hard. And maybe there's been some things in your life that have been just too difficult. And it's like, I quit. Quit playing. Um, you know, what, what are some different things that maybe you have quit? Um, there, there's the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that is out there, whether you watch it or not, really, really, uh, you're not you're missing a whole lot. But he'll do these segments where he'll, he'll put out these hashtags, right? And so he'll encourage his viewers, hey, uh, go out on, on social media and hashtag whatever particular phrase. And if you're not familiar with a hashtag, a hashtag is something that's used to, to tag a, a particular thing and create a following on social media. Um, and, and so, in fact, you can hashtag till church PC. Um, and and when you post things, if you're on social media, that that creates a hashtag for us, but um, anyway, he's got these different ones every week, he'll post, uh, hey, post your stories here, blah, 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 Um, so anyway, he has this how I quit hashtag in one of his shows um, way back, and and so I just want to share a few of the the funny ones there uh, with you, most of these are people quitting a job, but but there's a couple different ones in there, but he says, um, uh, my boss, now these are different people all over the country that are, these these are not mine, okay, Um, so don't, Don't think that um, I just quit a bunch of jobs. But he says, uh, this first one says, my boss told me to leave my problems at the door. So I told him to go stand outside. I don't know if that's a quit hashtag or I got fired hashtag because both of those could play out right in that situation. Uh, Hey, I had a job once where I had to change the front sign for the business. And I went outside and I put I quit, bye, and left. That's an interesting way to quit. Another one said, told my boss I'm quitting my job to pursue my dream of not working here anymore. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, (laughs) This I could see my kids doing, right? Uh, I was playing hide and seek with the neighbors but didn't want to play anymore. So when they were hiding, I went inside. I could totally see my kids uh, doing that. Uh, One more for you, uh, just to have some fun. I shouted, I am never coming back here again. Slammed the door and then ran right back inside because I forgot my jacket. That's super awkward, right? That doesn't work. Uh, many times when we quit things, no matter what it is, whether it's a job or something we're doing, game, anything, many times when we quit, it's followed by a reason or an excuse, isn't it? See, what had happened was was blah blah blah. You know, uh, I quit because blah blah blah. Um, so it's often followed by um, an excuse. You know what they say about excuses, right? They're like butts. Everybody's got one, and they usually stink, right? We can have excuses for a whole lot. Don't be taken back because I said butts in church, okay? God gave you the butt that you have, all right? Just talk to him about it. But y'all need to relax a little bit, loosen up and get relaxed. Uh, my favorite excuse of all time is from one of our very own, Mr. Ted Messick, one of your newly appointed board members. If you hang around him often, you, you know he's got some sayings. But he said one time he's going to call in to work the next day with an eye problem. I just don't see myself coming in today. And so that, I think that's my favorite one of all time. Um, I've never actually used that. I've threatened to use it a few times, but never. But I think that's my favorite. Hey, hey there's all sorts of things that, that we might quit for one reason or another. Some legitimate things that we might quit for. Some other things we might have just made excuses or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but there's some things that we need to quit in order to follow God and his purposes for our life. Now, there's obvious things like sin, right? There's some obvious things, like there's some things that we should quit doing that are keeping us from experiencing God, like sin. God does not want you to live in sin. He, he, that, that's, you know, he, he wants to call that out of you. He wants to deliver That's why Jesus died for your sins, right? So, so, so there's some obvious things like that, but there may be a couple things that, that maybe you have not necessarily thought of or, or, or whatever it might be. So, so next week, I wanna talk to you about quit living in fear, and today I want to talk to you about quit making excuses, quit making excuses. See, here's the thing. I want you to live on mission. I want you to live in the purposes that God has for your life, but there's some things that can block that. There's some things that can get in our way to keep us from walking in those things, and one of those things is making excuses, God wants to use you, and 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 we love to quote uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For God has plans and purposes for it, right. We, we love that verse. Yeah, God's got a plan for my. But then God comes knocking and say, Hey, I want you to do this. And I, oh well, God, see, I can't right now, right? God, I'm just this season of life. I'm just busy, right? God, I don't feel like I'm I'm ready for this. Hey, I want you to I want you to give. I want you to give this amount. So and so needs this. Well, God, I I kind of I might need that money, right? Well, what if I get a flat tire? What if something happens? AC breaks down, like a Florida, right? The AC runs all the time. God, God, you know, I might need that money, so I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I can give. God, I, you know, I know you're wanting me to serve, and I just, I just don't know if I can do that right now. And we, we, we love to say yes. God has a plan and purpose for my life, but when God comes calling, oftentimes we come up with what? We come up with excuses. Why God? can't use you or why you don't want to be used for whatever particular reason at a particular given time it's like that old meatloaf song i would do anything for love but i won't do that right you can laugh it's okay it's you guys need to loosen up you guys i I, I don't know what we need to do here maybe get you up do some jumping jacks. i would do anything for god but i won't do that right We, we do that oftentimes don't we We do that so many times with the Lord. We'll say, God, I surrender my life to you. God, here is my life. God, be the Lord of my life. And God says, all right, here we go. This is what I want. Oh, hey, easy there, fella. You know, easy there, God. I, I said, I surrender my life to you. Well, yeah, that's what that means. You turn your life over to him so that he can use you. We do that so often. What is it? Think about this question. What is it that maybe God is wanting you to do different in your life? Think about that today. I know we just started a new year. February is coming to a close. We're still at the beginning of the year. And maybe there's some things that you feel like, hey, man, I feel like I'm being led to do this different in my life. I feel like God is wanting me to change. In this season of my life, I feel like God is wanting to shift some things in my life. I feel like God is wanting me to to change and and be different and do different and and, and all these things. Obviously, God wants us to grow. We should should be growing uh, closer to him, growing in our relationship with him. So that takes some necessary things, doesn't it? Reading the Bible, understanding God's word, understanding who he is through his word and, and his plan for your life is right there laid out for you. Praying and seeking after him. It's, it's so funny. We, you know, you, you, you get in conversation with people and, and they're like, I just don't understand where God is. I don't feel him. Well, have you prayed? Well, I've just been busy. You know, we, and we make up all these excuses why we're not growing in God. Maybe it's other things. Maybe it's just simply, hey, you want to get uh, your health uh, back on track. You know, a lot of people at the beginning, they're want to do that. They're wanting to get healthy. Want to go to the gym. Want wanting to eat better and do these different things. Here's the thing. If you want to be in it for the long haul for your family, if I want to be in this as a, as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, and I want to be in this for the long haul, I've got to take care of my health. right? You've got to take care of your health for, for your family and for the purposes that God has for your life. So maybe there's some things that you need to do differently in that. Maybe it's spending more time with your family. Maybe there's a a situation in your life that you know needs to change, needs to shift. What what are you going to do differently? And man, don't you know, as soon as you decide to be different, the devil's going to give you some excuses to stay the same. And sometimes we give him more credit than he deserves. Sometimes it's just simply we're comfortable with where we're at. It's easy to stay the same. Man, pastor, you're asking me to change God, you're, you're asking me to do things different, man. I think what's going on is, it's kind of, it, but, but if it's what God wants you to do, if it's God trying to draw you closer to him and in his purposes, then there might be some things that need to change um, in your life. Hey, will you turn to, to Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, verses 16 uh, through 18, Jesus has this opportunity to speak to some religious leaders. They're always around. They're always watching him. They're always trying to catch him saying something that they may can bring against him or accuse him of. In fact, he in this particular um, time in Scripture, he's actually at a prominent religious leader's home. And, and he's teaching on, on these different things. And he's, he's sharing uh, all these different things. And in, in Luke 14 Uh, verses 16 through 18, it says, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to do what? Make excuses. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. Father, we're so thankful for your word. Um, God, it, it, it cuts deep to who we are. It cuts deep to who you want us to be. And Father, I pray that today... God, that we stop making excuses. Lord, that we cut some things out of our life, Lord, so that we can simply be free to follow after you and walk in those purposes that you have for our life, God. Lord, set us free. Father, change our minds. Shift our thinking today. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. So you see, you got Jesus is teaching on, on a couple of different things um, here. He kind of he lays this out, man. That there's, there's, a, there's a sick man in front of them. You go to the beginning of, of, of chapter fourteen. There's a sick man in front of him, and, and he just poses this question to all the religious leaders because Jesus is a, a gangster, right? And, and he, he'll he'll do that sometimes. He says, "Listen here, this man needs to be healed. Is it unlawful to heal a man on the Sabbath?" Right? And, and they're all kind of like perplexed, like, "Hey, easy, Jesus, what you dropping those those truth bombs on us right now for?" Huh? You're getting real serious here. How, how would you expect us to answer that? Because, see, Jesus knew what he was doing. He's like, listen, if that was your child and your child fell in a well, wouldn't you go rescue it even if it was on the Sabbath? Because he knew they would answer, well, of course, right? If, if it was your ox, in other words, if it was your livelihood that was in danger, wouldn't you do something? The Bible says they were silent. They didn't want to answer. <laughs> you know, and Jesus goes on to, to teach in, in this Um, particular section uh, of scripture, and he goes on uh, to tell this parable of the great banquet. And he talks about how they're inviting all these guests to this banquet. They invite all these guests, and and all these guests come up with all these different um, excuses why they can't come. One suggested that they bought a field, so they needed to go see it. Another said, hey, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I need to go try them out. Another said, hey, just got married. Hey, bud, can't make it on the honeymoon, you know. And, and, and most of these are like really lame excuses, right? Think about this. I bought a field. I need to go see it. Why would you not see the field before you buy it, right? It doesn't make sense. It's just an excuse. It's a lame excuse. Hey, I bought five yokes of oxen, Now I need to go try them out. It's backwards, You would try them out before you buy the oxen, right? So so these are all like really lame, stupid uh, excuses that these people are, are giving. And Jesus is trying to paint a picture for these religious leaders saying, listen, you're God's chosen people. And you're going to miss out on everything that God has for you. So what do they do? What do they do in this parable? They they say, hey, listen, these people are making excuses. They're not coming. So guess what? Let's go out. Let's go get the poor. Let's go out and compel people to come. See, see, now with Jesus, everyone is welcome to God's table. So, hey, you're invited. But if you're not going to come, we're going to go invite everybody, right? But if we're not careful, we can make up a bunch of excuses and miss out on the things of God. We can make excuses. God is inviting us to his family. God is inviting us to his table. God is inviting you to commune with him on a daily basis, to give your life to him each and every day. God is inviting you to your purpose. God is inviting you to the identity that we have in him. But how often do we make excuses and we miss out on those very things that he is inviting us to, those very things that he has prepared for us to partake in? got to stop making excuses. So today I want us to talk about, I quit making excuses. God will call us to something. God will say, listen, I'm, i got plans for you. I, wanna, I got a purpose for you. I want to bring you into this. I want you, you know. we, we, we get to be a part of God's plan for the world, right? You, you realize that, don't you? God, the God of the universe, the God of all creation, the God that created everything, all-powerful, almighty God is inviting us. To be a part of his plan for the world. And we should get excited about that, right? Like, we should be super pumped. Like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Let's go save some folks. Let's go see some people healed, delivered, set free, saved. You guys okay with that, right? Okay, good. I'm just checking. Just checking. And God is in inviting us to those things. But oftentimes we'll look at God and say, God, man, I'm just, in the season of life, God, I'm, just, I'm just busy. God, God, I'm just I'm just busy. I, you know, I got this going on. I got, I got that going on. The kids are doing this, and I've got, I got this thing, right? God, God, I'm, God, I'm not good enough. God, I messed up so much. God, God, I'm just, I'm tired right now. God, hey, you asked me to do this thing before, and I, I, I didn't do it well. At least I thought, and I failed. And God, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can go through that again. I don't, I don't know if I can try it again. And we thought all these different things. Get asked to serve in church, and it's like, ah, you know. I have to check my schedule and see. God God may want you to give and and be generous. And it's like, ah, yeah, I I might need that money. I want to hold on to that for myself. And we might throw out all these different excuses when God is calling us to do his work. At the beginning of the year, many people make goals and plans and New Year's resolutions. and uh, Statistics would say that 40% of those people don't make it Uh, Past January, with their New Year's resolutions and their goals for the new year. 75% are done. They are finished. They give up. I quit. I wave the white flag in February. Like, Like, two months in, like, all right, I'm done. I tried. It was good. Good effort, right? But hey, you know, many people do that. Many people start the year off with good intentions. Here's the thing about good intentions they are me centered. We have to learn to, to have God intentions because those are God-centered. If we're going to surrender our life to Christ and make him the Lord of our life, he has to be the center of it and not us. So here's a couple questions for you. Think about this. Even write them down if you're taking notes. If you're watching live on Facebook or, or later on, take, write this down because I want you to pray about this. I want you to think about this. What does God want to be different about your life? What is it that God is calling to shift in your life today, this year, in this season that you're in? What, what is it that God is wanting to mold in your life or chisel in your life? What is it that God is wanting to do? Is it to say yes to him more and no to others or no to other things? Is it to, um, is it to do other things? Is, is it to spend more time with him? Is it to serve more? Is it to give more? Is it to stretch yourself out of your comfort zone More is it to give up something, just as he spoke uh, this morning in worship. Is it to give up something that is in the way of you experiencing the fullness of him? Part of understanding the what is understanding the why. Why does God want that part of your life to be different? See, there's power in understanding the why and the what and connecting the why to the what. See, if you understand the why, the what becomes easier. If you understand the why, the, the what becomes easier. So if you want to grow in your relationship with Christ, if you're trying to, to grow and go deeper in Him and, and experience in Him more, if that's, that's your why, then guess what? Your what is going to be I'm going to read, I got to go, I got to know him more, so I'm going to know him best through his word. I got to gotta connect with him more, so I'm going to have my quiet time each and every day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and I'm not just going to pray, I'm going to be a model for my family. So I'm going to pray with my spouse, and with my kids, and with my family, and, and my. we're going to grow in Christ this year in 2020. Maybe it's you to serve more, do more for, for God. And so, so if that's your, your why, then it's like, man, you need to connect with me or Haley or, or some of the other leaders and say, hey, where can I jump in and get involved here? Because I believe God is wanting me to get involved. Maybe, maybe you're wanting to honor God with, um, with stewardship. And, and, and you want to honor God with, with your finances. Maybe you're wanting to be more generous. So, so, so some things that might be in the way of that. If that's your why, I want to be more generous, then look at your what? Well, man... I'm kind of in debt right now, so it's kind of hard to be, and that's, that's just reality for a lot of people, right? And so, hey, maybe getting out of debt is the what, maybe budgeting better is the what. First and foremost, we need to be tithing and giving God and honoring him first to prioritize things the right way, right? Connect the power of the why to the what. Man, if it's if it's your health, again, if you're wanting to be in it to win it and be in it for the long haul, right? Maybe it's it's your health, maybe it's eating right, losing weight, exercising, or whatever it might be. Rest. Oh, we need to rest more. We need to rest more. Look at what we do. I want something for my life. And oftentimes when we do that, I want this particular thing. Maybe we have our mindset on this particular thing. When we have our mindset on those things, and it's like, I want this for, for my life, guess what? We oftentimes will go after that thing. Right? We, we will go after it. We won't make excuses. It'll be something we're passionate about. It's something that, hey, man, I really want this. Whether that's a, a, possess, a new car or, or, or maybe it's uh, you know, just something else in your life, man, I really want this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after it. Right? But when God steps in and says, hey, I want you to do something. I'm wanting you to be different. I'm wanting to shift this thing. I just simply want you to do this for me, whether it's give, serve, or whatever it is. Oftentimes we make excuses. So we run after the things that we really want, and when God says, hey, I want your attention now, we make excuses. Y'all really quiet this morning. Go to Moses. Y'all remember Moses, Exodus chapter 4, starting in verse 10. Moses has this incredible encounter with God. God says, I'm going to use you. I want you to go. Uh, My people have been crying out to be saved from slavery in Egypt. I'm going to use you, Moses. Because you lived amongst the Egyptians. You know their culture. See, it wasn't just a coincidence that he used Moses, right? I mean, mean, you understand them. You understand how to speak to them. You You understand their culture. You grew up as one of them. But deep down, you know you are one of my chosen people. So you can relate to their pain and, and their hurt. And I want to use you to bridge the gap. I want you to go and I want you to be my voice to the Egyptians, to Pharaoh, to rescue my people. What does Moses do? Exodus 4, verse 10. Moses said to the Lord, O oh Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. He immediately goes to his inability. He immediately goes to his weakness. He says, God, I know you are wanting to use me for this thing, but, but I'm, not, I'm not very good with words. Some would suggest that maybe he had some sort of speech impediment. That maybe he had a stutter. He's like, God, God I'm, just, I'm not good at this thing that you're calling me to do. But God had, had a greater plan for him than just that. See, so far too often we focus on our inability rather than God's ability. We get so focused on our weakness instead of God's amazing power. It's time to stop focusing on those weaknesses in our life. It's time to stop noticing our lack of power rather than God's unlimited power. And God says in verse 11, The Lord said to them, Who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? He goes, um, later on, he's speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah 32, 26, he says, is anything too hard for me? In other words, God is like, come on, guys. Don't you know who you're talking to? Right? Don't you know? Man, I I created you. I gave you the ability to speak. Whether you think it's good or not, I I can take that from you if I want to. Come on, parents. Hey, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Right? Come on, you've said that before. Come on, picture, picture talking to your kids right now in this moment. And you're asking them to do something. And they're coming up with excuses why they can't do it. Lord, if I had a dollar for every time we told our kids to do something and they looked at us and said, But mom, but mom, but dad, but dad, and and didn't do it. Man, we could pay off this building. We could have money for all kind of missions trips and ministry. It would be awesome. But unfortunately, that's not reality. I got to deal with that. Y'all parents understand me this morning. Picture God doing this. The, are, you, are you serious? You're coming to me with your weaknesses. I'm calling you to this incredible thing. And here you are coming up with excuses. How many times do we do that, though? How many times did we come up with those excuses? And God's wanting to use you. It says in verse 12, Exodus 4, 12, Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. Now go, I will help you speak. I will teach you what to say. Whatever excuse you may have for God not to use you right now in this season, God would say, now go. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you the words to say. I'm going to give you the abilities. I'm going to walk alongside you, and I'm going to help you. Here's a couple things to help you process that this morning. Number one, do what you can do. Do what you can do. God said, now go. Go. In other words, stop making excuses. I've got this plan for you. Now go do it, right? You you ever ever had that conversation with your kids? I've I've told you five times, now get in there and do what i told you to do. God's telling you, listen, just do it, right? Quit making excuses. Quit trying to get out of this. This is the very thing you've been praying about. This is the very thing you've been seeking me about. Here it is. I've laid it out for you, and now you don't want to do it? Now you're, you're so focused on what you think you can't do, and I, I'm the one that's going to give you the power and the strength to do it. Come on, let's quit making excuses. Quit looking at your inabilities. Quit looking at your weaknesses. Quit looking at your mistakes. Quit looking at your past. Quit looking at what you can't do, and start looking at what God can do through you. That's what God wants you to see this morning. Let's quit making excuses he says now go see delayed obedience is disobedience so, so if there's some things that God's wanting change in your life as there's some things you're wanting to change in your life maybe it's your health maybe you're wanting to eat better guess what you need to throw them Twinkies out of your pantry right and that's painful for me to say And it's very strange that I commented on Jalisha's thread this week with a whole bunch of fun snacks um, I was just being silly, but I do like all those snacks I put on there. Yeah, if you want to eat better, get those Twinkies. If you want to stop smoking, man, throw those cigarettes in the trash. Don't even buy them. Don't tempt yourself. If you're trying to change that, don't tempt yourself. You're only going to make it more difficult. If you're wanting to serve, if you're wanting to get involved, don't just expect someone to come up and say, hey, you want to get involved? No, get your butt up and go and say, hey, I want to jump in. Where can I serve? Right? Right? Don't, let's stop doing this in the church. Well, somebody needs to pick that trash up over there. Walk yourself over there and pick up the trash. You know? we we, got to stop making excuses for things. We do that. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Do what you know you can do. And then the second thing is this. Trust God to do what you cannot do. Do what you can do, but trust God to do what you know you cannot do. He said to Moses, I will help you. I will help you speak. I will teach you what to do. Here is this staff. I'm going to you. So, so he, he equipped him to be able to go and do what it is. That he will equip you to do what you need to do. If you ever teach a child, um, you know, we're, we're kind of to the point now. Um, Aiden's been on training wheels for far too long. And it's time to get those things off. I'm kinda like cause cause many of us grew up where it's like, hey, you want to learn to swim? Whoop! Deep in. There you go. Figure it out, right? Fight or flight. You either gonna swim or you're gonna drown today. Anybody grew up like that? That's how yeah. You gonna ride your bike? Alright, training ones are off. Here you go, pal, push and good luck. Now you, that's how many of us learn how to do things. No, no, what we're going to do is we'll, we'll take the train and we're going to walk alongside him. All right, son, you're doing good. You're doing good. And gradually we're going to back off. Let him do it, right? And, oh, oh, you're wobbling. Here you go. You know? And that's what God does with us. We think that God is just going to shove us out in the deep end. We think God is just going to shove us out there. Hey, good luck, pal. And he's going to go along with you. He said, I will help you, Moses. He said, I will give you the words. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the words to say when you need to say it. God is going to walk alongside you in this life. He doesn't leave us nor forsake us. and He's going to walk alongside you. He's going to guide you. The Holy Spirit is our God. We love the Holy Spirit to give us the tongues. We love the Holy Spirit to make us fall out. And we love the Holy Spirit for all the goosebumps and the feelings. But the Holy Spirit is meant to be a guide for your life. All those things are great, but but this Holy Spirit is meant to guide you in in your life. And he's going to walk alongside you. He's going to teach you along the way. He's going to help you as you go. He's going to walk alongside. Quit making excuses. Because God wants to do something in you. He wants to do something with you. He wants to walk alongside of you. And if there's something you're struggling with today, don't, don't do that alone. You can't do that alone. You might go by good for a couple weeks. Man, don't do that alone. Get someone alongside you. Get God alongside you to help you along the way. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, Paul said, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. But so many times we make up these excuses why we can't do things. And we we stay stuck in our weakness. People are slow to admit anything and quick to justify everything. All right. In Luke chapter 10, verse 27 through 29, Jesus is speaking to an expert in the law. The expert asks him, says, hey, what, what do you do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, what is written? How do you read it? Because, you know, Jesus, that's how Jesus does. He's going to answer a question with a question, right? He wants them to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to do that for you and I sometimes. He says, What's written? How do you read it? And in verse 27 of Luke 10, he said, He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said in verse 28 You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But look at the next verse. The man wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, Well, who is my neighbor? And it's funny, as you continue reading this passage, Jesus doesn't answer the question. Jesus doesn't tell them, hey, okay, here, well, here it is. Jesus tells uh, the the story of the Good Samaritan. If you're familiar with that passage, you know, the, uh, the man's laid, beat up by thieves, robbed, beaten, left for dead. Two religious leaders come along, they look at the man, they keep walking, but a Samaritan comes, cleans up his wounds... Uh, gets him on uh, his way to put him up in an inn, pays for him to get better, right? We, we know that story. Jesus doesn't ever answer his question. Jesus doesn't tell him what he's wanting to hear. Jesus tells him what he needs to hear, right? He tells him, listen, I, I'm not, I don't I want you to be concerned with who is your neighbor. I want you to be concerned with being the neighbor. I want you to be concerned with being the neighbor. See, the man was focused on who, but the wrong who. And once you understand who God wants you to be, then what he wants you to do is going to become easier and with less excuses. You need to understand the who before the do, right? You need to understand who it is that God is wanting you to be so that then you can carry out the do. Many of us, we try to fix all the outside stuff. I need to quit cussing. I need to quit doing this. I need to... You know, quit hanging around with girls that smoke and chew and all. That, you know that whole thing, right? I mean, I've just botched that up, but you know what I'm saying. And, and 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 we want to fix all this exterior stuff without touching the inside, and then we wonder why we're still struggling with this ten years later. Because God is wanting to do a work inside you, and let that filter to the outside. Who before the do? The why before the what? And all those things are going to help you quit making excuses and get your mind focused on God and who it is that he's wanting you to. He wants to do something new in your life. Anybody ready for something new in your life? Come on, I know it's a new year, and, and oftentimes we think like it's a new year, so automatically it's going to be a new me. And that's just a, 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 an untrue statement. But maybe you're in a seasonal life today, and it's like, man, I'm just, I just need something new. I need something fresh. I need a fresh word from the Lord. I need a fresh touch. We should always be looking for that. God wants to do something new in your life. He says in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, see, I am doing a new thing. But many of us are so focused on the wrong things. We make excuses. We make excuses for change because the same is comfortable. Yeah, God, I want the new thing, but hey, don't don't ask me to do anything different. There's this struggle that we have, there's this tension, and and it becomes this cycle that we work ourselves in. Adam and Eve, they blame the serpent, and they disobeyed God, brought sin into the world, messed it all up for all of us, right? They blamed it on the serpent. Adam blamed it on the woman, he blamed it on Eve, and essentially blamed it on God. He said, well, hey, this woman that you gave me, that was a double strike against him. Right? God caused... Abraham and Sarah, listen, you're, Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to be the father of my people. Well, God, we, we can't have children. How am I going to have a son? I'm going to give you a son. I'm going to give you a promise. I'm going to make a covenant with you. What do they say? Well, we're too old. And again, God, is, can you imagine when we're speaking to God sometimes and we're making the, Can you imagine what God is thinking can you imagine what God looks like on his face? Like, are you serious? Hey, said, are you serious? You've been praying about this thing, and I'm giving you this promise. I'm going to do something incredible in your life, and it's going to affect generation after generation after generation. And that's all you're focused on is, all right, we can't have kids. Don't you know who you're talking to? Right? Those excuses that maybe you're making today why God can't use you right now. Don't you know who you're talking to? Don't you know we serve God Almighty, the one true God, the God that created all things, and you think your, your, your mistakes are, are, are too much for Him? You think the things that you struggle are, are, are too much? You think that those sicknesses and those things that you're dealing with in your life are too much for my God? Come on. Don't you know who you're talking to today? Man, let's quit making excuses. And just let God do his thing in our life. Worship team, you guys can come on up. When we make excuses, we deny God's power. When we make excuses, we deny God's power. See, we have to stay connected to his power. We have to stay connected to the power source. In order for us to stop seeing those excuses, in order to stop seeing those weaknesses in our our life, we need to stay connected to the power source. Look what he says in John um, chapter 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. That you remain in me. Other versions say, abide in me. And he says it over and over again. If you will remain in me, if you will abide in me, if you will stay connected to my power, if you will stay connected to me. Over and over again, he says that. When we're making excuses, we're not remaining in him. We're not abiding in him when we make those excuses in our life. Excuses. Excuses are like nails. They're like nails. God asks us to do something and we're, God, I'm just, man, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. I'm so busy right now, God. I want you to give. There's someone who needs this. They don't have enough for groceries this week. I want you to give a little extra. I want you to give this week. God, I I don't, God, you know my fight. You know what I'm going through in my life. God, how are you going to ask me to give right now? I might need that. I might need that. So God, I I don't think, I don't think I can give right now. I'm calling you to something deeper. I'm calling you to, I've got a great plan for your life. God, I've made too many mistakes. How can you use someone like me? I've made too many mistakes. Excuses are nails used to build a house of failure. Man, it's time to stop building these houses. Because what happens is, is, is we start making all these excuses and, and we, we start building this house of faith. We start building these walls and we and we and we eventually we make enough excuses that it 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 it, it imprisons us. And it keep, it holds us back, it keeps us from moving into the places and the things that God has for us. And God's saying, stop. Don't you know who you're talking to today? Don't you know that my grace is sufficient for you? Don't you know that whatever mistakes you have made or you think you have made, they're not too big that I can't come in and restore you? Don't you know that, that, that these things that you feel like are, are, are weaknesses, don't you know I can come in and I can, I can make you strong and I can hold you up and I'll be there? I'll, why don't you just, just go and I'm gonna go alongside with you the rest of the way? You can make excuses for anything or you can stop making excuses and start making the changes in your life. Start declaring the word of God over your life. Job 42.2 said, I know that you can do all things. Someone say all things. I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Start having that confidence and that faith in the Lord. that, that, that Even though he, I may have this weakness, he has the plan and, and, and he's going to see it through in my life. Job forty-two, two. I know that you can do anything. We sang that this morning. I know you can do anything, and no one can stop you. Jeremiah thirty-two, seventeen. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Start claiming that over your life. Start speaking that over your. Start speaking that over your mistakes. Start speaking that over your weaknesses. Stop building a house of failure. Begin to declare that, because here's the deal. We know the saying, where there's a will, there's a way. But where there's a will, Jesus is the way. Start living in that. It's time to start tearing this daggum house of failure down. It's time to tell the enemy, listen, I'm not listening to your bull anymore. And I'm I'm tearing this house of failure down. Jesus is going to set me free. I'm going to begin to walk in freedom. I'm going to begin to walk in his promises. I'm not going to make excuses anymore. I'm moving forward. Come on, somebody. Will you stand on your feet today? I'm moving forward, I'm walking in the promises of God. I'm done, I quit, I quit making excuses. It's time to tear down the walls of failure and the walls of fear and walk in his freedom. Will you lift your hands all across this room today? What excuses are holding you back from the promises of God? What excuses are you making that are keeping you from walking in his plans